0: But when I look, when I look uh, back, my mind is like I have two minds or three (laughs) minds, on the back there is a big building that was uh, being constructed, when I was thinking now I don't think in nothing, I'm not thinking nothing, and suddenly I look behind and my mind has created a big building about uh, life, about uh, things, how I deal with that, well, you have to find yourself. You have to find your mind, not behind, but in front. Let me tell this me Tell you. So you look behind, and the mind is, you know, building up all this stuff. But there's a place where the mind is kind of like in front, meaning that it's just up there. It is. It's being. It's being. Whatever it's doing, you know, something is earlier than the mind. That doesn't reach mind yet. It's very, very pure, like just an empty space. And in that space, uh, what the, this dance called mind happens, you know, and it can be, it can have many different plays going on, different rooms going on in the mind. This one over here is doing this, the same this this that, but there's a space here that is not at all involved with the mind. Although, the mind activity can be seen, but this space is it's like it's very different. It's like. Um, It's very different. It's like looking at one of these, if you go into one of these big uh, um, aquarium places, you go inside a space and you can see all these fishes and things going on, and you feel like you're right in the, they're right in the, <coughs> in the same space, but they're not in the same space. It's like uh, the emptiness is this kind of empty space. And when you talk about the mind, you don't have to look behind because if something has to look behind, it is a kind of something. It is something that's doing that, and any something is what's gonna. You you are going to notice it. Is what I call it. Is in front. You know, it's just in front. There's nothing behind. Something can only be behind if you have a shape. If you have no shape, everything is seen. So you know, if you have a shape or a form. Something can seem to be behind you, like, oh, you know listen, you know? but if you have no shape, everything is in front of you. Everything is within you. And so uh, the real purpose of any of these exercises is to because why we feel that something is behind is only because of the habit of identifying with the form, you know, with the body, and then you feel you know something is like even my mind is somewhere here, something is like there, yeah. and so on. That's in relation to the body. But when you realise that even your body, you can perceive Of course, I can't see my body from here with these eyes, but I, I'm aware of my body. I'm aware that I, I can feel it and watch it. But when I call that it's in front, it means that all these experiences are taking place inside an intelligent space that just feels like it's empty. You know, So everything is seen. Because we're not used to thinking like that, it feels like whoa, that's a very deep, person. But actually, it's very simple. And if you can see in this way, then you start to see that wait a second. But all of this world that I've been seeing from my childhood, everything, nothing actually touches me. If you come to see that you are that empty space, it's not something you have to imagine. Actually, it isn't really like that. Because even when you say something is behind. It is still an expression. It's still a feeling that's happening in an empty space, an empty intelligent space, or something. And uh, from this place, everything is appearing and disappearing. You got a headache. Oh my God! I got this headache. The headache came. You were there before the headache. The headache came. It's present and it goes. And still, the empty space is left. The empty space is always there. That emptiness, I say empty space, but it's as best as I can use words, that emptiness is always there. The more you get used to it, because sometimes you think that you are looking at the empty, but actually you are looking from the empty. Actually, And the more you get, just, Whoa, wait a second, my God! Like everything becomes like a tourist, everything is a visitor. It is just a feeling, a thought, a sensation, Imagination, memory, everything is in front everything is perceived. Everything you perceive. And everything you perceive, it comes and goes. So I advise the people, don't get attached. You can observe everything, but don't combine that with a sense of self and don't go into a shape. It takes a little bit of practice to keep remembering that. But as soon as you start to discover the beauty of it, it gives you my God. It's like you you are kind of everywhere but you're still in the body but uh, it's very different very different then you don't think there's anything behind you. if you are, if you have no shape there's nothing that's behind you you know there's not even anything really really in front there's just things coming up. So, I found myself saying recently, that everything that appears, or to happen, everything that appears, appears in this infinite expanse, which doesn't appear. But I use other words, it says everything that happens, happens momentarily in the immensity of the non-happening. And if you can reflect on any of these kind of things, it will keep showing you that. Wait a second, the one constant is a thing which is no thing. Everything that is a thing is a variable. I mean, it comes and it goes, and it is perceived to come and go. If anyone gets this, you see, like what I've shared right now, what I've shared right now, is the essence of all the scriptures I, I tell you just now. The essence of what the scriptures are trying to convey. The highest scriptures are trying to convey, I'm sharing with you right now what it is, the essence of it, so that it becomes your experience of how? You know Because most things are trying to tell you about something, a shape, uh, a movement, something conceived to be ex- you know sort of uh, um, uh, entertaining or something, some kind of object, some kind of movement, some kind of thought. Some kind of feeling, some kind of experience, everything in the world. No one, nothing talks about the nothing. Everything can, o- anything can only be anything, and everything can only be everything, because they appear in the nothing. The nothing is the constant, including the. It is the constant of. You are that actually. Everything that appears disappears. You are already here before something appears. You watch its appearance, and you watch its its duration, and you watch its disappearance. You know you are still here. Who are you? You see. So it it's very you know it has always uh, been for myself, in order to understand things, to try and find the simplest way to see them. Because I find if it goes complicated, then it goes into what I call mind. Then the mind kind of thinks it understands something, but in the simplicity, you can actually find, say, "Wow!" But it's so it's simpler than simple, because I'm not creating. I'm not using imagination, so there's nothing being created, just noticing, and being clear as to what I'm noticing, and who is noticing also. When I say, I am noticing, I am speaking as the emptiness itself. In the emptiness of myself, I am noticing all these things appearing. Even the idea of myself, I notice in my emptiness. So even the idea inside myself, about myself, is appearing in the emptiness. It appears and it disappears. I am still here. So even without an idea about myself, I am still here. This emptiness is not anybody's emptiness. Nobody can own it. You know it is this this emptiness that is unchanging. In fact it's not even emptiness is not it's a good good word. Emptiness is a good word. It's a very powerful word. Why? Because it's not a thing. No thing, can be absolute. Everything is relative. It appears and disappears to the perceiver. Who is this perceiver? Does the perceiver have a shape? Why we can't perceive the perceiver is because the ultimate perceiver has no shape, it is not any form. And the mind is not programmed. To acknowledge something without form, you see, the mind is always have to is like the in, is like the instrument for measuring change, and to to uh, interpret, to translate, uh, to imagine, to change, to project, to desire. To it can function like that, but it needs some something with quality. To kind of measure and to play with, but it cannot do that with emptiness. In the emptiness, the mind vanishes. You see, because he has no work to do. What can the mind do with emptiness? So, if you discover you are the emptiness itself, uh, your mind cannot trouble you. You know, the mind can only trouble the idea you have of yourself. The idea you have of yourself is a thing. And if you believe in the idea you have of yourself, you become the idea you have of yourself, and then the mind can come and it can play with you. You're stupid. You didn't get it wrong. You're not good enough, and you missed out. You were born in the wrong place, and so then oh, oh, oh!' and this is your the idea of yourself, because you're emptiness, and emptiness take a shape, and that shape became a person, and the person is the one that is becomes the victim of the mind and the mind is telling you about, yeah, "But yeah you what you know you didn't show up on time no you're not good enough and yes you got it wrong and oh no please help me and so the idea you have of yourself is living the life based on ideas it has about itself watched from awareness but not being aware that all this is appearing in awareness and it has no fundamental reality it has no fundamental reality. It is all just like, it's like trying to capture some incense smoke and try to show someone what it looks like. It's just, it is it, just momentary. This is what I have been trying to share for so long, but very few people get it, because we have an earlier concept that you are starting from the place of being an objective entity. And the objective entity is too is too um, dense. It is too complex to understand to see something so simple. You see, this is why Papaji told me, if I will know the truth, I had to vanish. What means? What he really meant is, you have to be empty of you. But my mind is thinking abracadabra and, oh, You know, can't. but uh, you had to be out of your way. You're standing in in your own way. What it means, you have taken a shape. And by taking a shape, you, the, the, the goal is the shapeless. Only the shapeless sees everything. Yes. You see? And knows it is nothing. You see? Because what is the dilemma of life? What is the what is the big challenge of life? To experience and to survive actually. But no shape can survive. Shape means time, object means time, and time means change. But when you are nothing, time means nothing, and shape means nothing. Is shape is our dynamic, it is our dream, actually. We think that you dream that you are nothing, but actually you dream you are something. You are actually nothing, dreaming you are something. But to the mind, that sounds, "Oh, horrible, I want to be something. <laughs> it is like that. Yeah, what I am sharing with you, this is uh, totally fresh, actually. It is like God is sharing something with his own manifestation or something like that, including, we are all of that. We are the thing and we are manifesting ourselves in form. And no, the form is fine. I think don't curse the form. The form allows the movie to be played. The one who best enjoys the movie is the one who's formless. Because he doesn't interfere with it. He just enjoy. But the minute you interfere, you take a shape. You start to say, yeah, but I like this, I didn't like that. You take a shape as the one who likes and dislikes. That is the secret, you see. But before you can really take the full measure of this secret, you have to deconstruct your identity. You have to see it that, you know, you have to see it that it is it's fine, it's a shape that's created by the God dream in the god dream, our sense of who we are. But it is not a fact, it is really a fiction. And if we are deeply attached, we being who? Being the emptiness self actually. If you become attached to your own self projection, the identity of the body, then we'll have a great fear of losing the body. But you're always losing this body. This is not the body you were born with. It is constantly all and there's no cell in this body that was here originally from your mother. It it's all been renewed and renewed and renewed. You're thinking about yourself as renewed and renewed and changed all the time. You're not what was given birth to. <laughs> Even in your farm you know? it's just memory and sentiment, and there's obviously some genetic information that, that continues. But uh, like your parents are the parents of your, of your farm, and uh, somehow sometimes conditioning. You know? When the parents first had the baby. Were they expecting you particularly? You know, they, they, so it's going to be a girl. I don't know what it's going to turn out like. Nobody knows. You know, how's it going to turn out? It's going to turn out like how it turns out any moment. It keeps changing, it keeps changing. There's something inside the that child um, entity that uh, and growing, all that that is aware of all these changes. Aware, you know, it's aware of them. But it is not shaped by them. This is what the sages they discovered at. or rather, when they discovered that they became sage, <laughs> you can call it that, that. Uh, um, meaning the one who sees the seer, the one who see mean one who really understand that, but not a, merely an intellectual understanding, a very profound understanding which changed the way that we experience. And everybody, everyone, it's the same, actually. You know, the DNA of every form is an emptiness. It's not a fault, actually. It's a play. It's not a fault, it's a play. That just in the same way that all the beings who exist in the ocean are wet, all the beings who took form gets conditioned into believing that they are the form. It's just, you know, nobody's to be blamed. There's no blame. It's an exercise, it's God's uh, um, play. None of, the, none of the beings can exist without the, the Source. The Source is, is the Source playing. Sometimes it may seem like, oh, but wow, this is really far I mean, how can I do? How can I, you know, get to that place, you know, where I am in the emptiness? And because you believe uh, your thought that you are already apart from the emptiness, trying to get to emptiness, yes. whereas I see that, but that is the emptiness in which there's a thought, a dreamed self, saying, "How can I return to the emptiness?" being perceived in the emptiness actually. <coughs> but when that thought, that imagined being believes in itself like, wow, you know it's like I'd really like to get where Muji is and this is like, wow, that must be, you know I've got a lot to learn. I said, no, you don't have to learn anything at all. But just this twist of consciousness or something, and you, you you can more than accept this it's not something just to accept you you will see and you'll be so happy. He said,Oh say? but oh, yes, nothing touched me. Only when I go into the shape, meaning that I take the idea of a, of a self, then all these things I can write a biography about all oh, my existence and in this period of time this happened to me and it was so difficult, but I came through it and You know, thank God I got married and I met this person. But for a sage, I said, It's okay, it's good. It's good. But none of that will go in deeply for them. Because the world is made up of a matrix of so many different stories that don't really exist. They exist only inside your mind. And we are sharing some common matrix, you know, where we. We are living in a condition matrix. So, we have a culture that is based upon the I. The language of all the cultures is, "I am the body, I am this person," and that is the that is the the psychological, mental, emotional, physical, uh, spiritual, um, you may say, currency that makes us. Transact by sharing our stories and interacting with the story. When you hear that it is all a dream, that's what I've been trying to explain. That it's um, just like we had moments like this yesterday when we are, you know, we can touch your hand and feel, oh, you know, feels nice, warm hands and stuff like that. But it's gone. You may carry some seeds, some few memories, some pockets, some little things of the memory of yesterday, but it's gone. It's a huge metaphor and a huge truth in this. And uh, all these things to do with the report of the senses and the mind and projection, none of them can stay. They are like clouds passing. Suppose you fall in love with a cloud and you say, ''Oh, please, stay, stay!' The others are going, ''But please, stay!' It has to go, no, it has gone. It's gone. Even the idea we have of our life is a, a, a cloud a passing in human time. Passing. But that which is aware of the cloud changing, that is not a cloud. It is only from the emptiness. And What is the size of emptiness? What is the birth of emptiness? What is the destiny of emptiness? Where is heaven and hell for emptiness? And yet, in the human psyche, it's very difficult to, you know, because the a deep conviction is inside the human expression of consciousness that that clings to the form, and the form becomes our blindness. But the form is innocent. It is very necessary to have the experience of the dream and even the experience of awakening. Awakening takes place in the emptiness that is never sleeping and is never awake. It is always pure. One also can hear this, and it's like they don't have to do anything with it. It's like a mirror that's just showing you yourself. A mirror is not uh, doing any gymnastics. It is not interpreting you. It doesn't have any opinions about, you know, oh, you are looking a bit tired today. It is just reflecting. You know? and the emptiness is just somehow reflecting something to the intelligent principle of consciousness that acts as the seeking, the urge to to us to to you may call to mm, evolve maybe to 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 grow to to attain to reach something what's it trying to reach all of us seem to be in this this drive this momentum of evolution where where does it go to is evolution in the human experience the finality of evolution—is it the death of the body? What is evolution for? What these things we can reflect on, and those who have understood, they—they they introduce these reflections to help us. Where are you going? You know. Today, you're living in answered <coughs> prayers about yesterday. So now what? Now you have prayers for tomorrow and the tomorrow after tomorrow. But what is it you are longing for? Actually, we are longing for rest, but we don't know it. We are longing to stop longing. (laughs) And the only way you can stop longing is to be back. In your original um, place. It's not a place, it's not a place, so there's no distance involved. It's not even a state, because states also come and go. If you want, you can say it is a stateless state. And when I use the word emptiness, I've told you two significant, simple pointers to use. One is the emptiness, and one advice don't go into shape. Because the two natural convictions you have one is that you know that you exist, and the second is that you know you are perceiving. But who you are who is perceiving, we don't know. I have just told you the best way to understand me is you be nothing, which is not something you can achieve, because you can only. Recognise, that is already there, so it is not something you have to do. And that perceiving is not something you are doing, it is also happening because of the intelligence of the beingness, which is using the the senses. It ju- is just happening. It is the, the activity of the vital force, and uh, dynamic consciousness. It is it, constantly producing, producing, producing. But there is something that is not producing. But everything produced comes from it also. <coughs> I don't know if you can follow me. Mm. Uh, Some people, what is catching me is, uh you know me is, you this moment of uh, discovery, where. One can go from unrest to rest. From unrest to rest. Um, The mind wants to um, say how to get to that moment, but something else is seeing that that moment is every moment. Is that? It is true. It is true. true. I mean, you know, if you. um, I mean, if you can solve unrest you don't have to find rest. Rest is already there. If you remove misunderstanding, you don't have to find understanding. Understanding is already there. So, you know um, Again, because we give so much importance to going to the belief in concepts also, which is unavoidable, Because we already took the shape of one concept, the shape I am I am this person. I am this. But nobody knows what this is. We take it to be the body and our conditioning. But I am this or I am that or that I am is not relating to the body and to the person. It's relating to that emptiness. That's simple language, you know? There are others who maybe describe this in a much more complex way to try and bring. I think it is enough to say, it is emptiness actually. Beyond the concept of becoming empty, or even the concept of emptiness, it is there. It doesn't call itself emptiness. You come to that place, it is the only place where there is rest. Everything is rest awhile. This is so rest that even the word rest drops off, meaning it's a natural state. You will only enjoy that in nothingness, emptiness, nothingness, empty. When we, our culture does not um, appreciate. what is is called emptiness, they they, they say it is like negating, it is dry, it is nothing. And because we take ourselves to be something, we are attracted to somethingness. So sometimes somethingness is the only way in which you can suffer. You have to suffer until you are at least open or curious or available to become nothing not everybody can go to nothing because there's something in the psyche that equates nothing with no non-existence and so there's a doubt a lingering doubt inside the psyche of human being that emptiness is a kind of death but it's only death to the unreal there's always some little doubt that but if I totally let go, if I totally let go, then maybe um, it'll be boring. Thing to do. If I reach the goal, then is there a goal after the goal? Then if I reach the goal, what's going to happen? I'm just going to just sit around. I mean, there's nothing to do, because here people said there's nothing to do, there's no place to go, there's not. Oh, that sounds horrible to the aspiring soul. So only the one who has gone to nothing. And everyone is really being trained into towards emptiness, to take little sips at a time, so that you can become reacquainted uh, with what you are. You see? take little sips at a time to, to get reacquired, because then you say, oh, but, this feels really good actually to be empty. Then you appreciate it. Then the mind goes, Yes, but what's gonna happen say, oh yeah, but they go, you know. So it takes time to stabilize in the timeless because of the habit of you know giving such value to the concept of time and need and change and and the attraction to the senses, sense sense pleasure. And the use of imagination, all of these things, is the pastime of the being in its, in its expression as humanity. So, very, um, I say, simple and very quiet, simple and silent. It's not excitement. It's not entertaining. It's total bliss. The bliss of being. <laughs> it needs no story. It needs no challenges. Even. Only in the dynamic expression, when we took the darshan of an identity, then we have to. We have to. We are in the realm of the interrelated. And that's a very diverse field. When I gave the example or metaphor of this colourless light, or you may call it white light, I call it colourless light, when it hits a prism, then it becomes visible light, it becomes the light of many colours, rainbow. The colourless one, the emptiness, hits the prism of the dynamic consciousness, and suddenly all this comes into play. and everyone's experience is in a day all of this you have to have a time when you go into total emptiness but nobody includes that as part of the day when you talk about your life we you don't include your sleep because human being wants activity they relate activity this thing happened we are attached to happenings but we don't see the happenings have no meaning without the non-happening Without sleep, you have no life. And it shows that when you go to sleep, sometimes the mind is still there in the form of dreams. If your identity is too loud, then even if you go to bed, you dream only, you don't get to deep sleep. When you are in deep sleep, nothing touches you. Deep sleep is a metaphor, it is not what the Self is, It is just a metaphor in the dynamic arena to give you a sense of something to ponder and to reflect upon. So you come to find the thing which is indescribable. Emptiness is a word. What is the content of emptiness? What is the history of emptiness? What is the religion of emptiness? What is the gender of emptiness? What is the agenda of emptiness? So the mind is attracted to this. And we are attracted to mind. Until mind beats you up. When you when you're overwhelmed, then you search, you search for rest. And to that extent you're open to go beyond the field of the the dynamic. Then just like that. and with these things we don't have to talk much more about them i prefer to get to the point like in 3 or 4 sentences and it should be enough <coughs> uh, then otherwise what happens our minds want to talk more about it and so you keep the food in your mouth you never swallow if you have too much food in your mouth you cannot swallow you have to spit it out that's so have enough food so you can chew and swallow you know so that's why I say I don't think it's important to keep learning, 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 learning. And I can tell when it's enough, like but you're full enough. And uh, you have to be full of emptiness. One last thing, you see, just to remind you not to be afraid, because in the emptiness your powers are much more diverse. You are not a stranger to anything at all. But as soon as you become something, you become sort of conditioned, and you have to relate to things within the groove of your conditioning. If you stay shapeless, it's like you can relate to everything. It's such a, a wonderful discovering, you know, and it is never boring, except if you let the mind come and says, you well, know, but it's a boring, and then that's belief. So you always have to somehow have to use your discernment sometimes to just, you know, to discern between the serpent's voice and and your natural knowing, and that exercise is very very good because. Gradually, you come to just uh, to detect it so quickly. You know? And if you catch him quickly, after a while he gives up. It's like he won't come. He won't come. He will only come if uh, if he can be hidden. There's a saying that you know one of the greatest one of the, one of the Satan's greatest tricks. Is to convince the world it doesn't exist. It's a it's a kind of saying, you know, that uh, no one thinks it's easier to deceive you than to convince you you're being deceived. Everybody thinks that they're smarter than they, you know, than they actually are. You see. But this is why I've been recently talking about Kabir's Saint Kabir's. Song. When he say, "Maya, Maya, you are the great, the great deceiver," because everyone is caught in your net and nobody recognizes you. But I know you. Everyone is imagining. But I'm free to do what I want. I know I'm this. Who we think you are, Maya. The belief that you are this is our joy and our suffering. When Kabir say, but I nobody recognize you. They think you are your your um, your spell they believe is their is their wisdom. So everyone is trapped in your net. But I know you. Good, good, good. Is this what we came here for today? Yes. yes. Oh.